When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of the. It's a new. It's a new feature. <laughs> All right, to a brand new episode of the Confused Breakfast Podcast. Do you remember the pure joy of a trip to the video rental stores? I kid? do. I knew you did. The excitement of walking down the aisles, browsing the names and the artwork, and finally deciding on the movie you were going to take home with you. Sure, it's hard to beat the ease of the modern era and streaming platforms where you don't even have to leave your couch, but there was something truly special about making that trip as a child, picking a movie out by hand, and throwing a powder into the eyes of the blockbuster clerk so you could steal the rented movie. (laughs) I've never done that for the record. I'm running out of things to say. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Because it used to be like I would tie it into like, being a kid, uh, but no, it's like I've never done that. You know, you know those times you do that. Yeah. No, we've all been there. I was gonna go with and taking your shirt off and making your pecs go back and forth. Uh, none of them would have worked. I so. imagine it's also a distraction for the video clerk. I don't know. <laughs> On this podcast, we revisit and dissect some of our favorite childhood movies from that magical era to see if they still move us the way they did as kids. I'm your host, Mike Schulting, and joining me, as always, my two friends who are 100 times more competent at catching criminals than the two jackasses in this movie, Sean Pryor and AJ Benz. How the heck are you? Kumite! 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 Uh. I thought... For the, for a reference, they were shaking their arms. Yeah, I, I, thought I, was, were, I let him go first. You were going to say Chong Lee, yes. right? Chong Lee, Chong Lee, Chong Lee. Yeah. God, I, his wide eyes. Uh, we we got a lot to dive into because oh, we're yeah. doing blood sport, all one word. But what? before <laughs> first, we got a clean house. You know what we do. We do review time. Review time. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce this name. It is X-P-O-W-S-N-X-M-N. Thank you for your service. X- yeah. Making My Drive Home Less Boring is the title of this. Who doesn't love movies from the 80s? This is one of the greatest podcasts I have come across. You guys are amazing and have helped me relive my childhood of going to Adventureland Video. All right. And renting all the movies you've reviewed. Keep it up. So you have to know this person. I, I, I've got to know this person. Expousen Exmen. This it's is actually a job easy. for Sean to tell you the truth. Yeah, yeah. I could good. pronounce well, it. That's easy, man. You're doing a pretty good impersonation. Yep. Sounds like you're doing an impersonation of Sean. That's I kind of solid. <laughs> no, here's my impersonation of Sean. Ixpausen <laughs> <laughs> So, so if you don't know, we're talking about Sean Pryor uh, on Instagram. I'm flattered. You Sean said, Pryor two three seven. You said P O W in there, and Sean said, "I know." <laughs> thank God. you for your service. And I go oh, yeah, on. Thank you. I appreciate. But it. if this, uh, you know, what I think it, I, I, I might know who this is, but I don't know. Um, but either way, Adventureland Video. If you're at Mount Pleasant, Iowa, chapter, uh, you know. Uh, MP original. That's fine. <laughs> That's cool, uh, dude. 
Adventureland video, the corridors felt like a goddamn musty library full of every movie you wanted. It's great. Hell yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Thank you for your kind Thank words. You so Thank you so much. Thank you for your service and your kind words. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got another one from Kirlana Wilson. Hey, all right. It's called The Best Around. Mike, Sean, and AJ discussed the movies that formed my youth and made me fall in love with movies. I always love a podcast that makes me feel like I could be in the room chatting along with them. They continue to make me laugh out loud with every episode. Cheers, guys. You're the best. Around. You're the best. Carolina. I actually got to meet Carolina on That's Friday, right. and it was funny because I walked past her because I talk a lot, and she goes, are you Mike from the Confused Breakfast? I go, what? yeah. How'd you know? She goes, I recognized your voice. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if yeah. that was good or bad because I was probably saying something really stupid and annoying because I was drunk with my friends at an outdoor concert. Well, I'm Makes terrible, sense. and I just don't introduce anybody to anybody, apparently, and <laughs> I could have done that. Uh, oh, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. Kirilano was fantastic. Thanks for listening. Yeah, man. Uh, it's and, and thanks for being a patron. We'll, yeah. we'll mention you. Well, that's what I was going to say. Funny thing about Kirilano, she is one of our Patreon members, and I know I've had a few people say, what's well, Patreon? Patreon, my mom, my mom being one of what them. What is Patreon? It's a thing where you can go and you can support us, you guys. You oh, can, okay. Little as three bucks a month. You can say, I really love, these guys put out four episodes a month. I'm going to give them 87 cents per episode because of how much joy it gives me. Yeah. You can do that. For more, for five bucks a month, you can actually listen to some behind the scenes chats. There is more than two hours worth that if you were to sign up today, you would get access to all that. A lot of times people message, they go, oh man, I got to wait. I got to wait six more days for the next episode. No, no you don't. Because on Thursday, the Patreon episode the comes out. The day after the, the, the original, the just OG saying. episode comes out, you could listen to one more episode. I'm just saying. And for 10 bucks, you get a lot of extra perks, but you also get your name mentioned on every episode. Here we go. <laughs> Dane, Joel, Tony B, Jordan, Nick Marula, Joseph Kenziuk, Alicia, Camden Griffith, Francisco Rivera, Cameron J, Kirlana, Big Big Andy, Bud Larson, Anita Richard, <laughs> <laughs> Travis Hunziker, Brian Hernandez, and Nick Fulkerson. Wow. We freaking love you guys. Awesome. I mean, you're the best. You're the best of the best. You're the best around. You're the best of Patreon. You, you guys are special. Thank Carolina, you so much. Thank you also. Uh, you know, Carolina has been a big supporter of previous podcast, uh, podcast uh, uh, previously for I'm super stoked, giving us beers to drink and, yeah. and taste, taste and uh, dive into and uh, keeps, keeps us going. So yeah. that's awesome. So if you want to check out the old Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash confused breakfast. And the last way, if you don't want to support monetarily, you can support with your voice. Mm. You have, <laughs> you got to call us mm. 319-804-9596. It's legit. Call it right now. It, I can't answer it. It goes straight to voicemail. It's yeah. got my sultry voice on there. You can say whatever you want. You can call us a bunch of I'm gonna stupid, call stupid MFers. Yeah. Or you can be like, you guys are my favorite. Okay. You know, you can do that. And so I got a voicemail like for you. That. What does this person say? Uh, we're going to find out. Here's a real voicemail, not from my parents. God. It's not, I promise. Hey, guys, this is Mario. I'm from Stanford, Connecticut, and uh, I love the show. A lot of great 90s feels. There's something funny that I drive by here at Stanford, and I think you guys when I do. So the old Blockbuster video in Stanford, Connecticut, you can look it up, East Main Street, 06902. It's still there. It's down the street from the WWE building, just a fun fact. Oh, wow. But the where that blockbuster is, it's not there anymore, obviously. But the sign, the freestanding blockbuster sign is still there to this day. I drive by it all the time. Um, it's never moved. It's really cool. It's a funny thing that's still there. I don't know why. I don't have any other information about it, but that's <laughs> cool. Um, 
So, yeah, I really love the show. Uh, I think it's fun to kind of go back memory lane with all this stuff. One other thing I think might be interesting, maybe you guys feel the same. I feel like kids these days and people in general, not like us, say lines to movies. I mean, if I say if I say bullet holes the size of matzo balls to someone my age, they know exactly what I'm talking about. Or if I say Billy likes to drink soda, Miss Brooklyn's car is green. They know exactly what I'm talking about, and we're all laughing. I don't think that happens anymore. Thanks. Talk to you soon. Bye. Yeah, I, that's oh, Mario, man. Oh, Thanks, Mario. Well, actually, and I, I think you're right, but I also think uh, so. From TikTok, we just did the uh, Bill and Ted stuff. And it was the um, uh, it was Mongols rule China, and then it was what was the next line on Bill and Ted, Ted's that we uh, said? It was uh, the uh, Circle K. Yeah. And a lot of people commented saying, "I say this all the time, and I didn't know what it was from." Yeah. Oh, so, wow. so some of our pop culture stuff it just it just becomes pop culture, and you don't yeah. even know where it came from. Yeah, because people say it so much. Like our generation loves to say movie quotes. Well, and in particular, Mario, like Billy Madison quotes is, is just a huge thing with within our friend group. We say it all the time. It's it's in our vocabulary now. Yeah. Like I say it on the show all the time. Like, Science, social studies. Yeah, yeah. it's like I just it just comes out, you know. Uh, but I think you're right. Yeah, I, that's how we communicate. Like it's movie true. buffs and everything like that. But I don't know if I don't know about anybody else. I I don't know. My- if Mario has any, if Mario, if you have any brothers, sisters, and stuff like that, then maybe you also do this thing. When we get, when my brothers and I get together, it's it's all movie. Quotes, same man. same for us, dude. My wife is like, my wife is like, I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, it's me. And my I don't get it too. I don't understand it, but they'll just go off and they'll just quote each other and they'll do an entire scene. We'll just quote each other from like Hot Shots. Yes. And that's it. And then like, it's like, what was that from? And then we just leave it alone though. We don't, we don't, we don't nope. give anything to no, it. No analysis. We say needed. it all. And then we're done. We laugh. We're, we're moving on. Is it like oceans 13 when Matt Damon's they're having that conversation and yeah. Matt Damon has no clue. Yeah. They're just saying, <laughs> I can't even remember. He says it's so good. The, the spider went in and had its own spaghetti dinner. Yeah. Oh, same thing as being around somebody that's quoting a movie that you've never seen. Right, right. Makes no sense. I hope that blockbuster sign stays there forever, too. Yeah, man. If it doesn't, I hope you get a hold of it. Totally. Hell yeah, man. That's that's something we've talked about pieces or things we want to keep from this episode. I already want that sign. Oh, yeah. Oh, we missed that on Days Confused. I want that. We'll do it on this one. We'll get it. We'll do it next time. But yeah, leave us a voicemail if you want to be like Mario. 319-804-9596. But boys, it's time to introduce today's movie. (sighs) On this episode, we're going to discuss one of the most well-known fighting movies of the 80s, 90s. A movie that showed us that men can indeed do the splits many times. (laughs) A movie that showed us that the further along in a fighting competition you get, the more strange noises you should make while fighting. A movie that made Jean-Claude Van Damme an absolute household name. We are, of course, talking about 1988's Bloodsport. But before we get started, as always, Sean hooks us up with some pertinent, important background info about the movie to set the stage. Let's do it. Sean Pertinent, produced by Mark Diasilela, <laughs> Yoram Globus, and Menhem Gollum. <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Is he just doing this as a joke here? Uh, Who cares? <laughs> who's, who's Mike Diasilela? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't he a Street Fighter character? Yeah, it might have been, actually. 
we'll get there. Music by Paul Herzog. Music's so good in this. Uh, cinematography by David Wirth. Fight cor- coordinator was Frank Dukes himself. Uh, written by Sheldon Littich. Christopher Cosby. Ugh. Not a great name. Uh, and Mel Friedman. Directed by Newt Arnold. Cast she is, turned me into a newt. <laughs> <laughs> a newt? <laughs> Cast J- John, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Donald Gibb, Leah Aris, Roman Burton, Forrest Whitaker, uh, Roy Shao, Philip Chan, Sean Yin Ling, and Bolo Ying. Sheldon Littich came up with the idea for the film. According to Littich, I had known Frank Dukes for a number of uh, months before I came up with the idea for Bloodsport. Frank told me a lot of Tall tales, most of which turned out to be bullshit, but his stories about participating in his so-called Kumite event sounded like a great idea for a movie. There was one guy who, who he introduced me to named Richard Bender, who claimed he actually been at the Kumite event and who swore everything Frank told me was true. A few, a few years later, the, this guy had a falling out with Frank and confessed to me that everything he had told me about the Kumite was a lie. Mm. Frank had coached him in what to say. Producer Mark DeSalle said he was looking for a new martial arts star who was a ladies' man, but Van Damme appeals to both men and women. <laughs> Says who? It's Mark DeSalle. <laughs> DeSalle. Okay. He's an American hero who fights for justice the American way and kicks the... S- s- Stuffing out of the bag. He's guys. not an American hero, though. <laughs> no, I don't know. What that <laughs> he tries to be in this movie. He's literally the muscles from Brussels, and he says he's an American <laughs> fucking hero. Like, come on. Fight to Survive and On My Own, both songs in the film performed by Stan Bush were replaced by alternate versions sung by Paul Delph, who was nominated for a Grammy for his work on the film, actually. Uh, Van Damme helped edit the film. Uh, it's weird to think about that. Uh, maybe he just wanted to get into the filmmaking process and, you know, get as much, many splits in there as possible. Uh, the film went on to earn 11.7 million against its budget of 2.3 million. Very, very, uh, great for uh, golden globus. It it became Canon's highest grossing film of 1988. When the real Frank Dukes heard Van Damme has, had been cast. He said he wasn't nearly ripped enough and made Van Damme train for three months. Van Damme, who was, Van Damme said yeah. it was the hardest training he'd ever done. I don't doubt that. The The whole story of Frank Dukes, we, we, we could get into. Do you want to talk about that now? Or Sure, yeah. I mean, let's let's get it over with. Yeah. You basically said that that there's a real guy named Frank Dukes yeah. who basically bullshitted a story mm-hmm. into making people believe it, yeah. into then turning it into a movie and bringing him on as a consultant yeah. right. and then crediting him with all the, here's what really yeah. happened. And a fight coordinator. It, Coordinated all the fight. And I yeah. think he, and we've done another movie. I don't know if it, it was uh, Three Ninjas or something else. He was also the fight what? coordinator on. Yeah. yeah. But there, there's some funny stuff because clearly nothing, this guy, there's like no record and pretty much everything he said was completely fake. But right. there was somebody, you know, I like the numbers. Somebody <laughs> did the math that Frank Dukes claimed to score 56 <laughs> <Yeah>. knockouts <laughs> yeah. in the Kumite, in one Kumite, right? Which... If that was true, if he was in a tournament to be able to do 56 knockouts in a single elimination tournament, right. that means there would have been 72 quadrillion fighters in the tournament. <laughs> That's more than 10 million times the total human population on Earth. <laughs> and no one fucking fact-checked that. This is the ultimate story of print the legend. 
Yeah. Fuck the truth. Yes. Print the legend. Like we want to hear a good story. We don't want to hear the truth. Like whatever. No. Like even if he like did make this up and maybe like who cares? Maybe the writer was just like, yeah, it, it sounds like a lot of bullshit. And then afterwards finds out it is bullshit. I, I, whatever, I, man. I, I believe one of the one of the statistics at the end of the movie is fastest punch in a knockout, and it was point one two seconds. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> Are you telling me in the eight seventies and eighties they had a guy holding the stopwatch like, yeah, like to find out how fast the punch was? Yeah, no. I can't think of to put a burger to my mouth in that amount of time. <laughs> no. I can't have that thought even. No, point one Ugh. two seconds. That means not a full second. Point one two seconds. Yeah, yeah. Well, and one more thing. I don't know if you were going to talk about this later, but uh, it dawned on me watching the movie that this is what I wanted Mortal Kombat to be, and then I found out that Mortal Kombat was based pretty much off of Frank Dukes in this movie. Johnny yep. Cage is inspired by Jean-Claude Van Damme in this movie. And Correct. that's why I started going, oh, damn. Like, this is kind of like Mortal Kombat. Like, a guy dies. Yeah. Uh, oh, fuck. At the fuck. It is Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Holy shit. I did have a moment that I was like, Frank Dukes. And I was like, okay, I, I got to look this up now. And so I did look it up. And then you go to the wiki page. And then you go to Frank's, frankdukes.com. Oh, if you did, you guys go to FrankDukes.com? No, I didn't. So I went to FrankDukes.com. I'm glad someone did. And there are definitely plenty of like like video links in there. Every link you click on, off of this main homepage website, 404 page not found. Of course, <laughs> just not found. Not found. Not found. Not found. Nothing. <laughs> FrankDukesIsALiar.com. FrankDukesIsALiar.com is what it should be. He's, so he's just putting these links up there. He's like, no one's gonna click on me. No, <laughs> no one. No, no he's gonna care. They're gonna read my 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 pages and my yeah my my accolades here. They look good, <laughs> and what is banking on people not clicking on them though? Oh man. <laughs> well, let's keep this train moving. So what we like to do, we like to set the stage by giving you a little insight into what we first thought about the movie the first time we saw it. AJ, do you remember the first time you saw this and what you thought? It was either a rental, like a hard rental, and it was like my dad and us like hanging out, kind of the boys thing. Boys weekend. Boys weekend kind of a thing. If it wasn't that, it was definitely TBS. <laughs> And Up I, all night. Uh, or, or, you know what? No, it wasn't TBS. It was TNT. T Turner Turner, Turner uh, Network. Yeah. Nuclear television. T T ten. Yep. TNT. Turds. <laughs> and that's what it was. And I didn't catch at the beginning. No. <laughs> it had, Weird, bro. And you're fine too. I didn't know that he was in the American Army, no. or Air Force, or whatever the fuck he was in. <laughs> I had no idea about that because. Because the moment he starts speaking, he try he kind of tries to be American. Now he's not necessarily American, but he is in the army. He, just going through, and I don't know why anyone's chasing him. I don't know why he's on the run. I'm not sure why he's in this fight. Nothing going on. I just remember people yelling "Kumite" a lot. <laughs> I've been walking around my house all week. People, just going, Kumite, yeah, Kumite. <laughs> people yelling "Chung Lee" a lot, and. Um, and then also thinking back, I do remember Ray Jackson a lot yes, too. Yes, of course. And I just remember thinking he was the coolest fucking dude on the planet. And um, American man. So whatever it happened to have been, um, there was definitely a lot of commercials by the end of this movie. <laughs> and uh, and I remember just being enthralled with it. Of though, course. As a kid, so I. What's I think, the rating, dude? I think it was a hard eight point four. Eight point four. As a kid. Damn. Well, pretty stereotypical viewing experience for AJ, as we've learned. <laughs> Sean, what about you? <laughs> we uh, we own this on VHS. I can I can proudly say 
being in a house of uh, my mom was a well is a fourth degree black belt. I think fifth actually. Damn. And uh, so we watched like Karate Kid. Like that was a great movie for us uh, growing up. And um, all these martial arts movies that we watched. She like there's a, a dude called Bill Wallace that she had met that she really liked, and he was like he was known to have like made Chuck Norris pee himself or something like that. Um, so we watched all these movies when we were kids uh, because of my mom. And uh, this is one particularly that I was fond of just because I don't know, just because the fighting was cool. I, I don't really like I haven't seen this since I was a kid, really. Yeah. So this is a great, great rewatch for me. But uh, I had to have been just as a kid, like in movies, probably a six point five somewhere around there. Just kind of right there. Yeah. Nothing too special. I like watching it. It's fun. I was pretty similar. I definitely, definitely didn't see, I didn't remember much of this movie. I didn't see into Usually again, it, it was not a rental. We did not own it. It was a television thing strictly. And it was like, Oh, here's, is this kickboxer or is this a Lionheart? What is this quest? Oh, this, this, oh, quest? this is blood sport. I oh. think this is blood sport. Oh, okay. All one word. Blood sport. <laughs> But I, yeah, for me, it was just like, whatever, if it was on, I'll watch it. I never went out of my way to watch this early yeah. on in my life. So I, it's just a five, just yeah. a very average movie. If, if nothing else was on shit. Yeah. Let's, let's see what happens. Mm -hmm. So, Oh, John Claude Van Damme getting chased by a couple <laughs> of guys and trying to get him taken back to some sort of military thing. Yeah. This must yeah. be any of them. Yeah. I don't this is, this is one of any of those. <laughs> oh, his friend got hurt and now he's going to try to avenge him. Okay, cool. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> he fucks the blonde. Must be a Van Damme movie. Gotta be a Van Damme movie. Gotcha. Is this the one where he dances drunkenly? Nope, it's not. Okay, never mind. Is this one where he shows his ass? Yeah, that's all of them. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we've set the stage. Does he do the splits? Seven times. Okay. Yep, this is the one. Yes, he does the split seven times in this one. <laughs> in fact, I'm going to TikTok montage that. <laughs> Wee wee. <laughs> so the stage has been set. You know how we felt about this movie early on. The only thing left is to find out what the critics and fans thought about this movie when it came out. So AJ's done some research for us. We need to know what everybody was thinking, bro. What were they thinking? Well, guys, we always start with you know what? IMDb. <sighs> We start with farts from Sean, apparently. Jesus. IMDb. <laughs> I couldn't do Rotten Tomatoes in the Kuma Day like Cadence, so Rotten Tomatoes. Say it with me, guys. The, the tomato meter. Tomato meter. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Uh, we'll get there. We'll, we'll figure it out. I'm going to say 46. Sean? 50. 40%. This is what the critics Damn. think. Cor critics say 40%. Tomato meter is 40%. Just for reference, last week was 92. For All right, confused, little, so. Just a little bit of mild difference there. Dip. Yep. Mild little, little dip. Uh 74% from audiences okay. though on uh on that. Yeah. So which means IMDB is gonna be right around six. Six point eight. Nice. Actually. There's kind of wow, I that's six. a little higher than I thought, actually. Okay, so so can we can we reference this really quick? IMDB, you guys are fucking up. Okay. <laughs> IMDB Blood, is not to be Blood, trusted. Blood sport is six point eight, and you and you gave you gave Fucking Days and Confused, seven point eight. Hey, Bill and Ted's was point two higher at a regular seven. What does it take? What does it take? <laughs> what like what are they grading? What do we need? Are they are they grading like point one percent at a time? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Metascore was twenty nine. Mm. That's that's critical. Metascore twenty nine. You're AJ, not DB, by the way. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Appreciate that. Uh, TV Guide magazine uh, gave it a forty out of a hundred. Uh, Bloodsport is strictly for martial arts buffs. Little is offered here in the way of plot, dialogue, or acting. Um, 
good friend of a uh, good friend of the podcast, Dave Kerr of uh, the Chicago Tribune. Oh yeah, uh, he's been on Great the podcast. Friend. Great friend. Yeah, he's been on the podcast before. Uh, gave it a twenty-five out of a hundred. The fight scenes are staged cleanly enough by Newt Arnold, a veteran assistant director, uh, to Sam Peckinpah, among others. Oh wow, that's yeah, cool. That, that's yeah, cool. big big credit there. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 no, yeah. It really is actually. Okay. Well then, fine. Sam Pegamal is a great director. Thank you. Okay, great. <laughs> I'm, thank you for the justification. I didn't know that. Uh, making his debut at the helm, but the contest format is hopelessly repetitive and inert. The characters would seem underdeveloped in a comic book, and the restic- restricted settings ensures that the action will never develop any real scale or velocity. The Chinese may take it on the chin in Bloodsport, but their own movie, own movies are infinitely better. Ah, uh, yeah. Yep. These are people who loved it. Okay. Movie The Made Van Damme Famous. <laughs> uh, in 99, I am not a fan of Van Damme or martial arts movies, but I think this is a great movie. It's one of two Van Damme movies I rate high, an eight. It's full of great realistic fights, contests, in parentheses, unlike most <laughs> where he plays some kind of Superman. Okay. <laughs> the Caesar. No, no, it's a <laughs> Superman. He's just trusting the audience. Yeah. Okay. And uh, this is another eight out of ten. Good sports film. Uh, this was February fifteenth of twenty twenty one. So what pretty a, fucking recent. What a sports nut. Oh, huh? ooh, sports. <laughs> Wait, you guys aren't big sports guys. <laughs> uh, this is better than I expected, as I just saw this on Netflix and thought it was a classic Kumite film. <laughs> it's one of the best MMA films I have ever watched. And I definitely recommend buying this film on DVD, Blu-ray, or through another system. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> uh, thank you, Frenchie46514. He he watched that the day after uh, Valentine's Day. So... <laughs> That might have some insight. Just needed to feel something. He had a rough Valentine's Day. <laughs> had a rough day. That date at Chili's didn't go well. Yeah. <laughs> hey, eight out of ten, man. Horribly fun. Awful acting. Cheesy eighties music. Cheesy montage. Absurd plot and so over the top. It's insane. This film has it all. God, I hate how much I like this movie. <laughs> That's the best one That's so far. The one. Uh, let's get the negative. The airplane of martial arts movie is a quickie. Surely, this is a spoof of martial arts movies. Okay. It's just laughably bad. That was February 22nd, 2021. He had a good Valentine's Day. Um, no. Okay. He thought he did. He thought he did. <laughs> All right, last one for you guys. This is a one out of 10 from Vyth on August 8th of 2009. He said, this movie, it's pure cheese, avoid like the plague, swine flu, and ugly fat chicks. He didn't know yet. Rude. If you want to watch poorly choreographed fight scenes, terrible acting with even worse dialogue and some of the dumbest slow motion scenes showing Van Damme looking like he has a mental handicap rather than suffering from temporary blindness, then this film is for you. Fuck this guy. Yeah. Perhaps I was missing something when I made the mistake of killing some time recently and watching it when it was on TV. I'll kill some time. Okay, okay, just passing through the living room. Uh, But unless you have ADD or a very low IQ, I'd steer away from this movie. Unless you are going to watch it with the view of laughing your ass off at just how bad it is. For the record, I'm not some JCVD hater, 
if you take most of this his films for what they are, they're okay. Universal Soldier, Time Cop, were entertaining enough. I don't deny the guy makes kicking people in the face look awesome, but this is pure cheese as stated in the summary. If you want some old school martial arts movies, stick to Bruce Lee ones, or if you must, Chuck Norris, as they do a much better job of it. I would rather have ADD or a mental illness and fuck ugly fat chicks than have your life. Yep. I agree. I, I hate this guy so much because yeah. he really thinks like he's the type that probably goes back. He's probably got a reminder in his calendar to like be like, check your IMD rating yes. of Bloodsport. <laughs> yes. And see see what see if anybody's uh if more people have given it a thumbs up because yeah. I, I mean I thought that was great. I yeah. really wanted to make sure people understood. I really want people to think that I'm being helpful hey, and to if, them. If you're thick, it's it it could be more fun too. Yeah. So and, and, and having ADD is kind of a fun thing Fuck too. Yeah, so dude. We all have ADD, it's fine. That's right. Yeah. So Sorry, what were we talking about? I have no idea, actually. Okay, cool. Uh, Are we talking about a movie tonight? Uh, it's a one-word title, Bloodspurt. <laughs> Do you guys want to go get in the pool? <laughs> yeah, man. All right, cool. AJ's uh, got a pool, you guys. No, we. I, I, I disagree with everything the guy is saying, except for the fact that he probably caught it on TV. That makes a lot of sense. Yes. Um, but other than that, it's just like, dude, it's, it goes right back to you're just not trying to have fun. You're just have, you're trying not to have fun. Yeah. Have you ever in your entire fucking life said, I really want to watch a movie? I've heard I've heard about this movie, but before I watch it, yeah. I'm gonna go to IMDB mm-hmm. and I want to read people's reviews about it so that I want to read what other people thought about this movie before I watch it. It's actually the last thing I do. Yeah. Yes. No one is so like when they write these like and this. I don't even do it. It's not my segment. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but when they write these as if like a cautionary tale, like yeah, don't wait, yeah. it's fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> that's fuck a very you. Good, that's point. A really good point. People really write this as cautionary tales. I'm, I'm helping. <laughs> Better watch yourself. You'll never get two hours back. You'll never get an hour and 43 minutes back of your you life. Better, you better go fuck yourself, stupid <laughs> person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, real, yeah, real. Real. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hey guys, before we get into the movie review, we have to tell you about our amazing sponsor. It's no secret that we love booze. It's also no secret that we're big proponents of supporting the local. So it really shouldn't come as any surprise that we proudly sip on whiskey from Cedar Ridge Distillery. If you do not believe us, then just trust the beautiful people of Iowa who who made Cedar Ridge the number one selling bourbon in our home state this last year. Maybe you don't even believe us. You prefer to listen to experts of the American Distilling Institute who named Cedar Ridge as the distillery of the year in 2017. So, I mean, if you haven't noticed yet, we generally agree on the broad picture. I mean, we're generally pretty consensus with our movie ratings, but we tend to have smaller details that we differ on with opinions. Same goes for how we drink our whiskey. We all love whiskey. We drink them differently. I personally like to drink the quintessential American single malt. I'm talking just neat as can be in that glass. Don't put anything else in there. Pour it. Let it burn when it goes down. That's how I like it. I, I can't. It hurts. It hurts my chest. It's a little too much, and I just wanted, I want to mix it with some good sour or maybe just a, a good a good Coke. You know what I mean? Like you're whiskey sour boy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like whiskey sours no, all day. I, so. I like that. That's not my preferable choice. Yeah, that's my Sean's going to disagree with all of us. You both are wrong. <laughs> oh, it's like a car coming I in. I got to say, if you're 555, then I'm 666, because ah! the only way to drink Cedar Ridge whiskey is with a Slipknot mask on. Uh, and I'm talking about their number nine cask that they have, uh, specifically through uh, Slipknot. It is a very, very good whiskey. And that is a great whiskey. I'll, I'll agree with you there. And wearing a mask. 
aspen drinking whiskey is kind of weird. It but. makes perfect sense to me. <laughs> so regardless of how you like to drink your whiskey, you need to grab a bottle of Cedar Ridge today. If you're in Iowa or the Midwest, chances are damn good. You could actually hit up a local retailer and buy some. If you're elsewhere in the country, go to cedarridgewhiskey.com to order a bottle and have it shipped right to your house. Jump on the whiskey train before they are the hottest whiskey in America because they are well on their way. You can you can be like, I liked Cedar Ridge before everybody else thought they were cool. Oh, I, I like Confused Breakfast before it was cool, oh. and I also drank the whiskey that they uh, like. You, and that's, you're right. You can yep. be that person you if you want to. Yeah. But regardless, you're going to be cool, and you're going to have a nice warm burn in that, in that throat from drinking some delicious Cedar Ridge whiskey. Totally. So... Go check it out. Yeah. Cedar Shall Ridge, we? CedarRidgeWhiskey.com. CedarRidgeWhiskey.com. AJ? CedarRidgeWhiskey.com. Well, boys, what do you say we grab a flight to Hong Kong, befriend a stereotypical American, and enter the underworld of legal gambling on the best fighters in the world? Please. Here we go. Kumate. 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 Frank Dukes, an army captain, is summoned to a meeting with his colonel before going on furlough. The colonel has found out he plans to travel to Hong Kong, and Dukes' superiors want to stop him from entering the Kumite. Dukes stages a daring escape from his base, going AWOL to travel to Hong Kong. The army dispatches two MPs, Helmer and Rollins, to find Dukes and bring him back. Duke first visits the home of his mentor and teacher, Senzo Tanaka, who has fallen ill. Waiting in the living room for what seems like an eternity, Duke reminisces about his long relationship with Tanaka and all of his training leading up to the present day. Oh boy, does he reminisce. I mean, it's a, you're like, <laughs> he's still in the living room, you guys. Dude, oh my he, God. How long was he just standing there? <laughs> I like to think of like, how long would we have to stare at Frank Dukes if he wasn't flashbacking right I now? Don't, like, are we even having a conversation right now? Yeah, or are you just looking at me having a conversation right? to me inside your head? Are you just staring at a sword, Frank. <laughs> How long was somebody just going, Frank? Frank. It's not Fra- like he was even Frank. Waiting. He wasn't even waiting on anybody. Frank. I, like halfway through, I thought like he's like, yeah, I'll go get, I'll go get the guy. <laughs> I know. I'll go get him. I'll I go, thought I'll he was g- waiting. Now he's like, he's just staring. And he's like, where the fuck is he right now? I know. It's like it, it doesn't really take that long. Is he going to the bathroom or something? Like <laughs> it's like a Family Guy skit waiting to happen, dude. <laughs> no, exactly. I, I really love how they keep cutting back to him though, just to make sure <laughs> just, he is. It's a flashback. This we is don't not want, current. No, guys. we don't want you to forget that he's just staring off into space. He's still there, just oh. so you know. The whole flashback itself, since we are on the subject, might as well talk about it. Um, it's the most awkward things I've ever heard in my life. The shots are awkwardly long. <laughs> like the like the kids are awkwardly talking to each other. What, Young what the fuck is the matter with his voice? <laughs> what do you want to have here? I don't know what you want to do with it. You want to take your sword? I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you, no. So were they were they trying to were they trying to basically be like, oh, this is a foreign kid? Because he would have just, they've kind of established that he his parents came over yeah, from right, another right. country. So is that what they were trying to do? I think they were trying to like have it just be like, well, Jean-Claude can't lose his accent because he just can't lose his accent, you know? And so I think they're just like compensating for that. And they had just a normal American dude, non-actor. Completely. Non-actor. And they just dubbed his voice with oh god, a, a, like a... Did I want to say like a 10-year-old Chinese I, boy. It, it makes no sense. I don't know. 
I feel like this is this is one of the problems. Like if you can't when you can't properly show someone what's happening, you just say it. <laughs> so it's like, look, look, guys, I know. Look, we're immigrants. You're immigrants. You know what I mean? You guys came over. We came over. You like to make wine, it sounds like. I like to make karate kids. Okay? So. Like, that was essentially what happened. That's basically what happened. Let's, say, let's make a deal here. I'll trade you some wine for karate kid. All right. Sounds good. Did, did you also notice at the very beginning, young Frank has, he has a New York Giants yeah. Met shirt on and a San Francisco Giants hat on good what was that doesn't happen I, you don't you don't like where they just like oh just get go out and find the same team uh somebody that doesn't know sports intern go out and get same team hat and jersey and they yeah. go oh giants giants cool giants yeah it works out That's <laughs> unbelievable. it's got to be the same thing it uh, has to be one of my one of my favorite things like there's there's so many things I want to pick apart about that like the flashback and just like the, what it is but the one thing I have to bring attention to is when um, Tanaka's kid is getting beat up <laughs> and he like and then uh, John Claude's kid version of himself goes up and defends him and like all the cutaways and bullshit that happens <laughs> and then he's like all right now I'll help you up and then he just the the Tanaka's kid just looks at him he's like one day I'll go to the Kumite. <laughs> And fight for my father's honor. All right, sounds good. Pick up your books and oh, see you later, hey, man. It's like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? What the fuck is a kumite? Yeah, no, it sounds good. Yeah, me yep. too. All right, so well, you're good. gonna die. Sure, you're dude. gonna die from a heroin overdose. So I'll do that instead for you. Okay, yeah. thanks. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate thanks, Tanaka that. Son. Cool. How did the, how did Tanaka's son even die? I think. Uh, can we I not even he, talk about that? Can we not even just say, oh, he. They didn't tell us, so we can't even know. <laughs> I they, think they he, had to force it down our throats in, right. in order for us to understand. We just get to see candles lit and everything like that. <gasps> and you're just, I think he went to the Kumite. Ooh. Whoa. Michael, whoa, whoa, whoa. You got something to say? Dude, they talked about how Chong Lee killed someone in the last tournament. Right. Oh. <laughs> what if he killed him? Oh. Has it been that long? It was It was like uh, uh, in the beginning of Mortal Kombat. What's his name? Oh, uh, Liu Kang's he, brother. He got Chang? in over his head, man. And, uh, and, and the, yeah. the little, the little boy went to the Kumite to fight and they're That's like, what well, it was. he, he did break those bricks. So we're going to we Yeah. He did the Tanaka Dimmock. So, yeah. you know, okay, whatever. Maybe you're right. Like, so, so Mortal Kombat totally did steal this from because it's a generational thing. Yeah. It's the exact same okay, thing. Okay. Get it. So maybe it's like every seven years, it's like dog years for the Kumite. <laughs> yeah. I think. Yeah. And, and so, so it's like, all right, every seven it's years, well, hundred years. Yeah. Yeah. It's not every 50, 33 years or whatever centuries. the fuck they call it a, a, a lifetime or whatever in fucking Mortal Kombat land. So yeah, that's crazy. Like I, I, my, my thought was he did die in the Kumite. But I didn't put it together that it was Chong Lee. And you think they if that was a real thing, they would have played up on that quite a bit. But no, Bet. they're just like, whatever, let's get these kids out of this movie quick. We got to yeah, get back to right. Jean-Claude Van Damme. And in my head, but which they is, didn't get back to them quick. <laughs> in my head, which is kind of making me chuckle a little bit, is that he's, he went as a little boy. <laughs> like, I want I to see. The next day, he got on a flight from I the playground. I really want to see Chung Lee <laughs> just pound this kid into the ground. Oh. It's just like, it's like one day. 
I'll go to the Kumite and fight. <laughs> Tomorrow. Well, later that day, you jumped on a plane. <laughs> I want to see Chong Lee Gor- Goro head, head down I, this dude, kid into the I, ground. I think they, Mortal Kombat took a lot from it. Like, yeah. even the design yeah. of Goro in Mortal yeah. Kombat, yep. Chong Lee looks like rubber. We'll get to yeah. it. <laughs> he does. He does. I can't, I don't want to speak about the intro of this movie because I actually have never seen it until today or until whenever I watch this movie. But I want to, I, I had a thought that looking at this movie from a modern eye and how movies are made today, this is a really, really boring start to the movie. Yeah. Like it takes a really long time for this to get going. And back then you were fully committed to watching this. You've rented it. There's nothing else on the 10 channels on television. So you just, you stick with it. But Mm -hmm. if this had come out now, if this was a, a, like, Oh, a Netflix original, people would immediately turn that shit off yeah. in, in about 10 minutes. And they go, ah, I'm out of this. Yeah. I'm not sticking around for this movie. Well, I think one of the biggest redeeming factors for me was like one, there was like that music that was happening, but at the same time, like I like that this, that this like place that this happened doesn't just exist in the, in the depths of Hong Kong. You know what I mean? Like the, the wilds of Hong Kong. It's like, no, I like how it shows like people setting this up, like some sort of high school show choir event that's going to be taking place. This is like, no, yeah, we'll be. No, no, move that a little to the right. Well, are the lights working on the, on the light up board? We better make sure we're sweeping off. There is that final shot of the guy hitting the last broom and going, I did good. Jim Sung, the fruit punch goes to the left. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, sorry. Sorry. You can't put the coffee next to the lemonade. Damn it. <laughs> well, get the get the bleachers in it's, there. It's still better than speed because it at least sets up something yeah. that's going to happen later. It's not just the worst graphics in the world. And the music is bad, fucking ass. Yeah, it music's is. pretty good in this. Yeah. So we we can't gloss over this though. Did basically Jean Claude directly disobeyed an order yeah. from the military? Correct. I mean, he should be going to like military jail. Yeah. Yeah. But they must just be deathly afraid of him because they don't really say what he does. But but the original Frank Dukes, they said he was like an undercover operative for the CIA. So they're just like, whatever whatever you want to do. When the guy went to go get him, he's like, well, I got a shower. He's like, I I have to watch you shower. He's like, okay. (laughs) He was like, he paused for a second. He's like, Cool. That's all right. Both <laughs> women and men are into me. That's right. That's basically what. Wait till later. That's why I was put cast. my underwear on. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, dude. But yeah, no. It's. It, I don't know why they even want him back. Is it because he disobeyed the order? Is it I be- think he's just a what he, a badass. He's, a, he's an asset. Yeah, he's an him. asset, and they need him. Emphasis on the ass. I mean, oh. you, you don't get to just sit there and and train spin kits kicks on a speed bag. You know, Very in true. your in your free time in the military for no reason. You know what I mean? But at the same time, he goes in, he's like, uh, the, the commander wants to speak to you. What did he say it was about? By the way, commander wouldn't tell messenger boy what it's about <laughs> at all. There's no, that's not the chain of command. No. You don't need to know. All you need to know is that I need you to bring him here. God damn it. Then he's like, well, found out you're trying to go to Hong Kong. He doesn't like that much. <laughs> And it's like, okay, I guess then uh, I'll be there. I have to shower, though, first. I'm so sweaty. I love, like, <laughs> I love that last intimidation kick he gives the bag. Yeah, yeah. That, that would freak me the fuck out if yeah. I saw somebody do that. I'd flinch. No. <laughs> yeah. I, and, and even just seeing um, Canon films at the beginning of this movie, like the, their emblem, you just know it's going to be a good movie. 
You just know right like, away, This is right? the people who brought us over the top, people. Okay, you know? I'm just saying. Well, it's just, I mean, it's it's they're amazing at movies. So that's where they got the music from. That's right. Over the Top was 87, so they were riding high off of Over the Top mm-hmm. for this 1988 thriller. They got Stallone, now they got Van Damme. Shit. Riding that Big train. Time. Did Stallone and Van Damme ever appear in a movie together? I think they did like a, un, whatever, the Unbreakables, the whatever. Expendables. Expendables. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think he yeah. was like a cameo in one, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and before we move on to scene two, there was that uh, long, drawn out um, him learning how to be better at uh, at karate scene. Yeah, and I always hated the the stretch torture thing. The stretch torture, yes. Like, yeah. I, and first of all, like, what is that even doing? Nothing. Separate I think it's, your mind from it's, the body. Is that what it is? It's a mental thing because it's not so. a physical thing. I think I think the grandpa has some weird kinks that <laughs> yeah. uh, that the that the old lady just cannot fulfill. <laughs> the grandpa. That's very true. And, uh, and I don't know why Taka. I don't know why one of them is serving tea blind and what the fuck that does to <laughs> help martial arts. Like how many times did he have to do that in order to get good at it? Is what I want to know. How many? How many? Te- how many like ancient tea sets <laughs> hey, that they had to go many, through? Do they just have like a lot on hand? Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> they just have a lot in their cupboards and stuff. I don't know. And that concludes. Ugh. That concludes like I don't know, maybe fifteen to twenty-five minutes of flashback. Yeah. Yeah. Oh <laughs> shit! Oh okay, he's yeah, still in the living room. Yeah. yeah, he was still in the living room yeah. at that point. <laughs> what the fuck ever? Um, can I give you guys a fan theory? Yes, fan theory, please. Right, so fan theory. Um, Shidoshi Tanaka is actually brothers with Mori Tanaka <laughs> from Three Ninjas. Or, nope, I love it. I was gonna, yep, I, I love it. And, and, and Snyder may have caused some sort of demise to Shidoshi Tanaka. Mm. Oh. And now, bad news bears, now he's working his way down to the other brother. Uh, must be the older brother, Mori Tanaka, <laughs> who is now, but apparently they both got a thing for training white kids. Oh, they know? do. Yeah. They like, do. They're trying to pass down the lineage. You know what I mean? So I think, I think there's some, okay. There. I like Man, that. If only those three kids could have died in the Kumite. I uh, no. <laughs> We would have never had to watch that again. And we would have never had Hulk Hogan being in one of those two. <laughs> Fucking hate. Still hating on Three Ninjas to this day. <laughs> Shogun Mountain or Shotgun Mountain, whatever the fuck it was. Mega called. Mountain. Mega bro. Mountain. We love and we hate it. All right, so let's move along. After arriving in Hong Kong, Dukes befriends American fighter Ray Jackson and their guide Victor Lin. Dukes is introduced to American reporter Janice Kent when he saves her from another fighter. She agrees to have dinner with him later that night. When they arrive at the Kumite Arena, the officials are skeptical, but eventually accept them after Dukes proves his connection to the Tanaka clan by performing the death touch. Death touch. One of the first Tanaka. things that Ray Jackson says to, uh, I think is a, a woman on the bus. Is Yo, when, God, is when he's yeah. next to me. He's like, hey, babe, want to go out with a big man? It's like, has that line ever worked for yeah. anybody? Like, he's he's loving. I'm. It's it's the first line he says. I'm just like, what are you doing? What is this? What and is, then what then he gets happening? more lovable as 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 the movie goes on. But I'm just like, I don't like you right now. He yeah. is so stereotypical you're American. That, you're being that. You're being that asshole. You know. Yeah. He, he he's so stereotypical, but it fits nicely in this movie <laughs> because he basically he tells the jokes. He's having fun. He's drinking beer, playing video games. Clearly, doesn't train to be a fighter. Right. Wears sweatpants no. on stage. Yeah, but like <laughs> on stage, on stage. Sorry, <laughs> it was kind of a stage during the contest. <laughs> during the contest, <laughs> is the world but a stage? It, it 
is. It is. We're here for mere in- enjoyment. Yes. But he, you're right. Like at first, you're like, man, fuck this guy. You absolutely are, and and you're you're like, wow, you're being the stereotypical American, and of course, JCVD is just over there on the sidelines, being like, I'm not the typical American. I'm the cool guy. Yeah, you know. So so, but it's whatever. It's whatever. I don't know him. He's not going to the Kumite. Whatever. Yeah. Now. But, yeah. What is the game that I kick your ass at? Yeah, AJ? it's called karate. Okay. So <laughs> So this game is actually you can we we found I found this you game. You found this real game. I found this game. It's it's for free in a in a barcade uh in Cedar Rapids, which we live by in called Quarter Barrel. And we would go, I would go and I found this game and it's free. Because the game is so short. Yes, correct. If you pump quarters into this game, you're gonna lose like like Twenty dollars at least. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I'm like, oh, Sean, come play this game with me. It's so much fun. And you're okay, like, I'll figure okay. it out. Okay. And I'm like, I'm trying to do all the cool fancy moves, and Sean's just going, whoopa, 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 just punching, and he got me. Turns out me. it worked. He beat me every time, and I was so upset about you it. You know why? Tell me. Because I had a trainer. <laughs> okay. String me up by my hands and, and my feet <laughs> and torch me, whip me, wrists and ankles, and then try and kill me as I was done with my three months of training. <laughs> okay. And that's why I'm Jean Claude Van Damme and you're Ray Jackson. That makes, yeah, that makes boy. sense. Sean Claude Van Damme. Sean Claude. <laughs> Thank you very much. Please, please tell me, Sean, that you've never thought about that until this moment in time. I've never thought. Yeah, that was straight off the dome. Hey, Sean hey, Sean Claude Van Damme and AJ Jackson. Jackson. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and and Mike, Mike, Lee. Mike Lynn, Mike Lee, <laughs> Mike Lee, Chong Schultz Lee, Chong Schultz. I think it. I think Victor Lynn. I think you could be Michael Lynn. I think you could be Mike. No, Lynn. your names are way cooler. Than All right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. God, <laughs> well, I do say I love you at the end of this movie. So. That's true. Fight for your—I'm the man who will fight for your honor, dude. Anytime, <laughs> any place, anywhere. Same thing. <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> I'll be there. Can you guys tell me what my favorite qu- quote of the movie is? Uh, it's man. in this scene. <laughs> Can I tell you? Can you tell me? No, because I know what it is. I'm just wondering how well you know me. I don't think so. It's in is the it? scene I've just described. It's my favorite quote of the movie. The scene you just described uh, of the of this scene too. You know, I, I said that that he goes to Hong Kong and okay. he performs the death touch. Uh, can you can you can you tell me what it is? I can't. I know our audience is probably screaming it out. I thought. I, well, I was gonna say Kumite. Nope. Frank Ducks. Like put up your Dukes. No. Okay. What but it's it? in that same. It's getting there. It's when the guy goes. Okay, USA. <laughs> I I don't know. How, I mean, I'm sure you can yeah. imitate that voice very well. Okay, USA. <laughs> okay, USA. Okay, USA. It's the best because <laughs> you're like, oh shit, this guy's not gonna let him in there. Yeah. Oh, there he goes. Yeah. Okay, he's ready to go. By the way, longest goddamn corridor. I was just gonna say. Did you do any when, research about this? Well, I, I watched a documentary last night. No, about this. I was just like, I bet when they, I bet when they went down that tunnel, they were they were looking for like this production design we don't have to pay for. They're like, like, like look at all this stuff they don't have to pay yeah. for. We don't like it's just a quarter that they found, and like, yeah, that's it's it's shitty looking. Let's just shoot here, and then people living in those little huts are just like, what the fuck, man? This is my fucking house, my asshole, home. dude. Yeah. So, so those were filmed in Kowloon Walled City in Hong Kong. And have you ever heard about that before? Yes. 
it's unreal. I mean, it was it was the most densely populated place on earth. 50,000 people in six acres of building uh, going up 14 stories tall. And that Bloodsport was one of the only films that has ever been allowed to film there because uh, it was just it was claimed by Britain and China but governed by neither. Mm. Like no one wanted to take responsibility for that. So this this city sort of became its own country that that did its own stuff, right? It had negative aspects. It had crime, prostitution, gambling, mafia type stuff. But yet it also had businesses. Like people would turn their house into a restaurant right. or into a AC repair man mm-hmm. job. And it was like would they demolished it in 1993. But they had to fight for years to get people out of there because people wanted to be there. Mm. They even like wow. looked fondly back on it saying, man, that was actually the best place I ever lived because mm. it was a community kind of a thing. But yeah. but it perfectly sets the stage in this movie for creepy, creep cityness. I mean, yeah. like, that's a scary... You leave the light into the shadows to well, like... Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure they shot the same corridor scene for fucking beer fest in this place. They very well like, could. Have. Are you kidding me? Like all these, like all the crazy things going through there, and like it's it's a lo- it's like as long as the intro or as long as their flashbacks in this yeah. movie. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. Walking down this damn corridor, man. It's it's insane. The underworld. They wanted it to is. show that underworld feeling, you know. Well, I actually love Lynn's description of it. Like he kind of described it just like you did. He's like, right in the heart of this tourist city is the seedy underworld. The moment you leave the light, yeah. you go into the dark. You're in a different place. Mm. Make and sure that, you and remember that's absolutely that. Truth. And that's what he said. It was real life. It's really interesting. It's uh, it just goes to their Canon's brilliance too. Yeah, Yoram um, Globus, uh, Golan and Globus. They're you know, uh, stingency when it comes to their budget, because yeah. I'm sure it didn't take much to film no. there whatsoever. No, if anything, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure most of the budget went to Sean Claude Van Damme <laughs> and, yeah. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, I, did I misspeak? No, 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 no you were good. So. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, that's, that's their, what they do, you know, like that's, yeah. it's their, let's pick a cheapest location because locations are expensive. Oh yeah. And we'll just shoot there and get and try and get away with it. That's fucking badass. Uh, by the way, when they finally do reach the uh, uh, the entrance yep. to the Kumite, those bouncers have been standing there since the beginning of the movie. Yeah, since you the know? beginning of time. Since probably. the beginning of time, they walked out like there's this like little scene in the beginning, like in the in the opening montage where they step out outside of that and they stand on the corridor. It's like the official. Door. We take our it's post. Like, Here we go. And I'm like, you've been standing there the whole time. John Claude had to do his flashback, bro. That's a long ass. Good time. lord. Yeah, that's real rough, man. It's real fucking rough. <laughs> I always thought that he said. So he gets there and they they say. You must do the Dimak. He goes, What's Dimak? He goes, Deaf touch. I always say, I thought he said deaf touch. <laughs> deaf touch. Deaf I mean, touch. I, I'm not trying to be like no, a no, person at yeah. that. I'm just saying that's what I always thought he said. Deaf touch. Yeah, it'd be a, huh. it'd be a sick uh, Deftones cover band. Deaf touch. Yeah, deaf touch, dude. But he says death touch, of course. And actually, uh, you remember Steve Aoki? Yes. Yeah. So he's like worldwide DJ, right? But yeah. before that, he owned a record label called Dimak Records. Oh, really? And two of my favorite bands from back in the day, indie bands, Block Party and Pretty Girls Make Graves were mm-hmm. on that record label. So I was, oh, always, damn. Like, I was always like, I want to be on Dim Mock Records. <laughs> and then I watched this movie. I'm like, hey, they took they took that from Steve Aoki. 
It's like, no, the, no, bro, idiot. 1988 was before 1998. You stupid, <laughs> you stupid, silly man. It's stupid. really, it's really convenient how they just have a stack of bricks right there. I know. Yeah, just laying there, ready for anybody to do the dimmick. And, and why does he wait for him to come within centimeters of striking the brick? No, oh! <laughs> bottom brick. Yeah, that guy. That guy is definitely uh, Master Tetsu. From oh no, oh, he might be, it's dude. Gotta be him. Like it's him. I don't. I didn't look it up or anything. No, I'm just it is. Like okay, good. Thank you. We're gonna go ahead and call it perfect. And then he he yeah he he makes the call out and um, top brick would have been probably just as tough to not break a brick below it. Correct. Yes. You know, but I guess yeah, bottom brick. And he blows that thing out, and he does his John Claude eyes yeah. for the first time. The, this is, <sighs> the faces are yeah. just incredible. I don't know how he does it. Nope. How I mean, it? you have to. I don't care what you think about him, but some of the stuff he does is how pretty is, amazing. How is he so flexible that even his face can do the splits? <laughs> I don't even. The, the, the man is doing magic tricks the whole movie. Yes. Okay. He's breaking bricks you shouldn't be able to break. He's doing splits you shouldn't be able to split. And then he's doing coin tricks later on. I mean, come he's on. He's pulling some tail. He's pulling tail that, you know, he's just, he's just, he's, I don't know how he got that, but he did it, you know. He's the main character. You're right. He gets to do what he wants. Uh, just right. like Frank Dukes gets to make up whatever he wants. Real yeah, life Frank Dukes, so whatever. <laughs> You're right. Greatest life. So moving along, on the first day of the tournament, many fights happen. Jackson and Dukes are both victorious, but they earn the hatred of Ruthless Kumite champion Chong Lee after Dukes breaks his record for the fastest knockout. Helmer and Rollins are still trying to find Dukes and eventually run into him at the hotel. They try to detain him, but Dukes escapes. Dukes takes Janet to dinner, and they share a sensual, amazing, romantic night of passion. Yeah. <laughs> At least what I like to think it is. Before that, he gambles her off and... Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. He was confident in his abilities at this weird quarter yeah, trick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, so one of my favorite moments from the when first... that even ever worked, though, too? Like, Ray Jackson like hits on a girl like that, but then Jean-Claude Van Damme does a fucking magic trick. Yeah. Have you ever tried to do a magic trick for a girl? No. Yeah. I'm not magic. <laughs> I'm not magic. <laughs> Mike? Magic yes, Mike, you are. Magic, bro. Mike. <laughs> magic Mike. One of, one of my favorite uh, Chong Lee moments of the movie is during the first uh, day of fighting when Jackson wins his first competition. Yes. And, he, and, he, <laughs> and he points over and he goes, you, I want you. And like Chong Lee's like, um, excuse me, what? <laughs> he has this weird look at his face where he goes, uh, yeah, okay. Um, He's like, he's like, what? What the fuck did I do? <laughs> the hell exactly I do you? Like, I don't remember doing anything. Well, what he says, I'm gonna kill I'm you. I'm gonna man. kill you, I'm man. Kill you, man. <laughs> I want you, man. Jeez, I just got here. I didn't even it's see like, your fight. He's, he's just like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's so guy, good. Man. Who is he, this guy? He makes a lot of great facial uh, things in the movie, he and does. that was one of my favorites. <laughs> Hey, when does he say I ain't your pal, dick face? Does that is that a Ray Jackson line? Uh, I ain't oh, your pal, dick face. I wrote that down. I don't remember what it was from. But <laughs> it was, I just think it's a great line. I, I think it. Oh, oh, I know, I know what it was from. That was that was from when uh, Forrest Whitaker comes on up and he's like, "Hey, pal, keep your nose out of it." And he's like, "I ain't your pal, dick face." <laughs> <laughs> Ray Jackson. Ray Jackson, baby. Comedic timing, baby. By the way, Forrest Whitaker in this, very young I, Forrest Whitaker, but I don't think he aged anymore no. past this role. So he was he was like thirty in that role and he's still thirty. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Good for him. That was definitely, I looked it up. I, it wasn't his first role, but it was definitely one of his very first roles. Yeah. Sure. He was very new on that. I just, I noticed like during the fights that Chung Lee and Ray Jackson actually fought small, small people. Like small people way smaller than them. And I'm pretty sure there's like a weight class that you need to abide by. There, there was in the original Frank Duke story. Yeah. And so where was that? Well, like, these people are just like, and do you get rid of the, like, do you lose once or do you have it's to die? single elimination. Okay. You're out. Sean, if you, uh, if you're going to be considered the best fighter in the world, yeah. you got to be able to fight big and small. Okay? okay. Okay. And we, as we saw, as we saw this big, wasn't always the advantage. Very you know? true. You so, had the guy, you had the guy that apparently did not. Stand upright and, and walk. Cracked and, coconuts. You like, cracked coconuts in the beginning yep. of the movie in preparation for training. Yep, that was a little weird. Yep, I, I felt like it was almost a Street Fighter two. Uh, like the, every character from Street Fighter two was so, represented. So you're going to be really upset with me now that I'm about to tell you this because I didn't. I didn't think. Uh, uh, we would get this part, but I wanted to make it a point. You can kind of tell who was going to move on based on who they looked like in Street Fighter. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Guys who were in like a full gi or like they just had the like some shiny pants yes, on. Yes. They really weren't going to do much as much, but you had you had the guy who was the kickboxer, so you had uh, Sagat. Sa- Sa- Sagat, yeah. Um you I, there was a Fei Long guy who who went on who Street Fighter 2 Turbo. You had you in had E Honda. E Honda. You did. He moved on. I, I like to think that the guy, the guy with the coconuts was Blanca. Blanca. Is who I like to think it was. Yeah, absolutely. You had um, Ray Jackson was kind of getting into your like Americanized stuff. We didn't have, really have a ball rod nah. or anything. Um, but, you know. So you did feel that way. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It was very Street Fighter. Oh, 100%. It was very Street Fighter. Ooh, we like, should cast Jean-Claude Van Damme in the movie version of Street Fighter. Oh, you think oh, that would be a good idea? Yeah, I think oh. so. Oh, and it'll probably be one of the greatest adaptations of video games ever. That's I bet my that'd goal. be amazing. That's <gasps> my goal. Oh, and that and that singer girl that sang that one song, can, she could be a character in the movie, Pretty too. Pretty sure she could. Yeah. yeah. yeah There's yeah. no way this could go wrong. No. Oh, oh my cool. God. Okay, so... Um, well, that's what we we'll just, do. Should we just green light it? Yeah. Maybe we, should, maybe we should, when we do Street Fighter, take this audio and put it and put it in that episode okay and this and just get our reactions of how sad that is okay sounds good i love it i love it i just love it you guys the reason i want to bring this up is because somebody finally did what i wanted what i never knew i wanted in the frank dukes escaping from helmer and rollins scene so funny like it's so funny and it's so dumb and it's so just so 80s but I always wondered why I was like, what does this remind me of? And guess what? About a week or two ago, I saw it. Somebody took the Mentos music <laughs> and put it to <laughs> that montage. Hell, and it's apps. It, it is literally a Mentos commercial. It is. It is. <laughs> In fact, Mentos may have watched this and said, oh, my God. Jesus, you know that's an idea. What if we did just the most dumbest thing to ever the, known to man? To, to the some... tune of Full House. Let's yeah. just make a song and, and get that video in there. It's it, th- That stuff is the stuff that just makes me go, oh, my God. When you rewatch, you're trying to be critical. You just go, what? 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 Who? Green, was this Jean Claude? Did he say, "Oh, you know, it'd be really funny if I ran through the streets"? And Mentos just truly makes everything better. 
You know, I, I the, if you haven't seen, if you're listening to this, just type in like Mentos blood sport montage or something <laughs> like that. It's it is perfection. It is. It is perfection. He's like he's like dipping out. He's got that obnoxious gold jacket on yep. and his high waisted <laughs> pleated khakis and everything like that's the worst. It's it's like the wardrobe. Where were you at? Where were you at? Man? Yeah. And so um, when he finally gets his his uh, into the into the Kumite, though. When he goes into the I think John Claude Van Damme just loses clothes as the competition goes on. I think that's sure. kind of the idea and everything. It, it really as the movie goes on. Well, and even when he first gets there, yeah. and they and they tell him to like break the bricks and and do the the kibosh, yeah. What the hell is a dimmack? They tell him they tell him to do that. He takes off a shirt and he already has a leotard on underneath. Yeah. Yeah, like he's just always, always ready and always ready to go. He might as well have just taken off his pants as well, just so he could just have his banana hammock going. Why not? Like, and and for him to just casually be slipping that fucking jockey on, <laughs> no way. Come, what the? She wakes up, oh, glistening in the sun. I'm looking over. Good, glad I got a glimpse of that. That guy has way too much booty. Well, he was like standing on his tippy toes yeah. purposely because, you know, like, I think that's why girls wear uh, high heels because yeah. it kind of, ex- it kind of accentuates. Pushes. And he was doing that. He was like, I'm standing on my tippy toes. Yeah. I, I just, she's like, I'd really like to get to know you. And he, he probably stared at her for like 15 minutes, like telling her his life story, yeah. <laughs> but in a flashback form. <laughs> So, oh. so she didn't. She didn't get any of the story. It was yeah, just, she came in late. He said, "Go back to the beginning of the film." She You'll, ate as he stared into the, <laughs> off into the distance at something. I'd like to get to know you. I guess. It's like, okay, well, where do I begin? <laughs> so you want to go home with me? Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm into it. Let's do it. The, the Jean Claude Van Hams. Oh, oh shit! Shake that. All right. <laughs> Sean Claude Ham Dam. <laughs> We're just gonna keep changing this. this, is, this is Sean great. Claude Ham Dam. Sean Un- Claude Van Dam. Dang it! Until <laughs> yeah. Until it becomes your new Instagram handle, man. That's oh, what I'm fucking waiting for. Sean Claude Ham Dam. Dang it. <laughs> And that'll be that's perfect. <laughs> well, when he does finally get to it, you know, as as great as the music was in this movie, when they when they like walk in and like people are, like they're doing like the the drumming and it's like it's not like Mortal Kombat when it's like the big huge like ton drum things. <laughs> yeah. it's like there's just Fire like everywhere. it's just like it sounds like it's it's just like traditional Chinese drumming on a computer desk yeah, or something. It's nice. Like it's just a, it's like that's hey, we're, all we're not is. here for the music. We're here yeah. for the fighting. Okay? It's, it's just you literally just hear like somebody like <laughs> like on a computer like a desk of some sort. You're just like who is that? It like, was the guards from the front door. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's all you get, and it's just like well that was. That was a letdown. That Human, was, humanize the goons. All those guards wanted to do is just be musicians. And rather, I was like, I, we'll let them have this yeah. drum. And yeah. as they walk in, we'll give, we'll let them do a beat. Just rather underwhelming. Thank you for that. And uh, we're going to move on. And to the we're going to move on. Uh, here we go. <laughs> shall we? Shall we move along? <laughs> Oh, and, and then obviously we're getting into these fights. We're seeing Chong Lee's massive pecs. Dude, he looks yeah. rubber. He looks like fake. But oh my god! Like what a specimen of a just muscle mass. He, I don't think he's the 
scariest guy in a Jean-Claude Van Damme fighting movie. I think that's maybe the kickboxer guy. Tong Po. Or, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, that guy's terrifying, but Chong Lee is right there. Like, yeah. that dude has some screws loose, you know, and you yeah. just really do. If I were up, if I had won a couple fights and he was next, I'd just go, mm, I'm, I'm just going to jump off the, the side, nah, and then that's, right. that's it. We did good. We did. I'll, I'll tell guys. you. I'll tell you about how I think I would have won the fight in a flashback. Let me do this. Okay. <laughs> okay. Here we go. <clears throat> I think I win. Got it. Okay. I'll take off now, though. So it, good. It's uh, the crazy eyes, man. Those oh, eyes. It is, man. It is. It's too much. As as they do Chung Lee, he's like really stoked about it. He's doing the arms or whatever. His eyes and his smile. Just I remember that me flashing back to the first time I watched the movie. I'm just like, yeah, he did really fucking scare yeah, me. He's pretty fucking he's intense, terrifying, bro. dude. Terrifying. And he had perfect control over his pecs. Yeah. I don't oh, know yeah. how you like, I haven't seen that since it was going, H. it was going strongly, strongly. Like his pecs were going up and <laughs> I, down in perfect rhythm. Fucking Lex Luger. He's got nothing on this dude. Nope. You know? So yeah. Yeah. Just saying. It's funny. Uh, you know, other, uh, celebrity cameos, apparently the first fight for Ray Jackson, I didn't know Emil Hirsch actually had an early cameo in this, uh, in this movie, uh, but that was him. Go yeah. back and look a spandex and all. He yeah. was, it was Emil Hirsch. There he totally, was. totally lost yeah. all of his, uh, martial arts training yeah. as he grew up. As he, as he moved into Lords of Dogtown, he moved to skateboarding. Yeah. Off of, yes, off of course. Karate. Very yeah. versatile. So, yeah. So. Method. It's pretty, pretty bad. <laughs> okay, so scene four, day two of the tournament is the following day. Janice has found a way to sneak in with another man since Dukes would not break the rules to let her in. Dukes remains unbeaten, but the day is rounded off by Ray Jackson being severely beaten and hospitalized by Chong Lee. Janice begs Dukes to quit, but Dukes knows he must continue. Riding a bus back to his hotel, Dukes is haunted by memories of the bout and mistakenly thinks he sees Chong Lee's reflection in the bus window glaring at him. He knows he must press on and get revenge. So, being an adult, yeah. Janice said she she's going to go undercover. Just right. So, right. And she like winks when she says undercover. Does that mean she just went out and just found a dude and, and then immediately slept with him? Yes. I, that, that's the way. <laughs> no, as an adult, that's the way I took it this time around that she, that was sort of the underlying subtle conversation there was that to find her way in, she was going to go undercover. Well, uh, in you know where that came from. That where? came from getting under the covers with your target. Undercover. Undercover. Under the covers. Sex. Sex. Guys. An FBI agent AJ Vens, you know this for a fact. I'm a PI, but it's yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, that makes sense. <laughs> Am I just looking too deep into that? No, I think I think uh, I think she was just like kind of winking and, and uh, hinting towards the fact that she's pretty and like, yeah, this guy <laughs> probably wants to fuck me, but I'm not gonna let it happen. But I'm gonna use it anyway. Okay, you know? yeah. that's kind of what I got out of it. But it could be because she got she got real dolled up real fast. I don't she think there was did. enough time for she, some sexual she, to meet the man and then sexually intercourse. Her hair so, definitely looked like she like was hanging out the window the entire yes, time yeah. that she was on her way to Only the Only one side, you know. Once yeah. all blown over to yep. the one side. I she liked was, it. She was on the tram for sure, just yeah. like just like hanging her head out the window. Something stank in there or something. Yeah. She just needed some air. Totes. Did you notice, though, how the second day of fighting, Jean-Claude had a little bit of an extra jump in his fighting stance? Oh, 100%. He had these weird little... 
Like he was hiking up his legs a little yeah. bit when he would do it. And I, I have a theory on that because I think it's because Janice was there and he was trying to impress her. I will always go on record that if ever if there's a girl that I like, I was dating in high school, maybe during a soccer match or in college, maybe at a musical thing. Oh, you always throw in a little bit extra. Oh, yeah, you yeah, just you try to over emphasize your moves. You go dick first on the yeah. way in. Yeah. So I think that was his weird. Little, he's like these do nothing for my technique, but I'm just going to yeah. do these weird <laughs> stepping things. Got to keep you loose and limber. Because <laughs> he, de- he never does that other than those fights in and the second day. He looks like he's working cramps out of his legs. At first, he had like a leotard on. He's like, "Wait, Jackson, I got to go change." And he comes back with no shirt and just the pants. Yeah. Like, it's because of the girl. It's because of the, it's girl. Because of the girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm going to go beat Chong Lee. You dog, you. Ow. He, he had his first quick kill or whatever in in the first round, right? And then the next one, like, what did he, he, like, knocked him out of the ring or some shit? Yeah. It, that's when he did his all, all spinning kicks. So, but he his his style keeps, his, what? That's when he did all the spinning kicks, so. <laughs> he did a bunch of spinny kicks. Yeah, that's what There's he did. a lot of fighting in this movie. You just gloss over a little yeah. bit. <laughs> yes. I'm just saying, we got to move fast and quick. Guys. I'm a long talker, okay? <laughs> and so what I'm saying is that it, this is th- th- one of the cool things of, like, the continuity, I guess. You know me. Is he, he they, they show, like, his style kind of changes throughout. And he made a reference to that in the beginning, you know, he said a reference to it, not made a reference because they could only explain things, you know, very directly because they didn't have a lot of time. They had to make time for flashbacks. So, uh, <laughs> so he was like, he was like, oh yeah, you, you know, you, you said that like, I could, I, I can like mimic people's styles and stuff like that. And I can, I can be really adaptive. And so that's like what's happening. And you, you kind of notice as his, as his other fights go on, he's kind of mimicking the guy's, that he's fighting. Oh, uh, okay. So I just thought it was kind of a cool point. Like when he gets to the kickboxer guy, he goes into kickboxer mode. Okay, you okay. Know? So it's just, I don't know. It's just a little no. I, cool that's, tidbit. that's cool. Yeah. And then you know you get to you, you know you know Ray. If if I've ever seen a Jean Claude Van Damme movie, you know Ray Jackson's going down. Yeah. You know? I mean they they you there's no like well maybe he'll win. No, never. No. And he could have, but he was being a dumbass yeah. showboat. He could have he could have finished him. He came out swinging, got him. Chong Lee's down. Cocky he, ass motherfucker. Cocky yeah, ass. Damn it. Dude. It's your fault, Ray. Yeah, it somehow, was his fault. Somehow Chong Lee Chong Lee makes uh, gripping a, a headband and <laughs> and and just like whipping it through the air. It, it makes it look like he hurt it. Yes, it makes it look like an inanimate object got hurt by Chung Lee. You I, felt yeah. bad for that headband. Yeah, it, yeah. like it, it, like the headband had feelings. You're like, ooh, sorry, headband. You know, oh, damn, dude. That's how strong and intimidating this man is. Blame your owner, headband, because this is his fault. Exactly. That's right. Well, it was his fault. Like, and blame Harley Davidson. Yes, yes, so yes, yes, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, and how uh, the. <laughs> <laughs> and how and, uh, <laughs> hey man <laughs> sorry uh, I don't know what I was going to say <laughs> hey don't say that okay uh, okay you <laughs> <say>. okay <laughs> <laughs> you set it up man you set it up. Uh, okay you were saying 
can't even remember what else to it's say. It's getting late. Ah! We, you know, we we do a lot. We do a couple podcast episodes uh, in a, in a sitting, and you <laughs> know, do. sometimes you get to the end of it, and you're like, "What happened?" <laughs> there, there were approximately there's a twelve pack of beer here. Before. We were gonna we were gonna watch a, a hockey game that started through two and a half <laughs> hours done. ago. <laughs> it's done. I'm sad about that. Um, do you remember what you were gonna say? I do remember what I was gonna say. It, like you say, it's his fault because. Frank Dukes even says, like, what are you doing? Yes. Yeah. He's saying what we're all say, what we're all thinking. He's like, what are you doing? Finish him up. Like, he's not done. Why are you celebrating? And and then he's just, like, walking around like, yeah, I did it. I'm the one who knocked yeah. him down. I did it. Open the Finish him, dude. What are you doing? Like, fucking do it. Like, fucking Mortal Kombat Where's Shang never Sung said when it you better. Need him. Yeah. Where's Shang Tsung? Come on, do it. There you go. And what I didn't get to is like, why why did Frank Dukes take all of this so hard, right? He's yeah. in the hospital. The doctor flat out says Jackson's going to be fine. He's going to be okay. He knows he's the best fighter in the world. He's clearly in a class above himself. The girl clearly likes him. Mm-hmm. Why does he have to be like, I got to go emo and just go around town and just like decide if I'm going to do this or not. That makes for my favorite scene. <laughs> yeah. Which one? I, the one where he's on the, on bus. the bus. And Chong Lee's going... <laughs> With his eyeballs, fucking eyes, scared the fuck out of me. Fucking lost it (laughs) when I saw. I'm like, well, it's it's like Jurassic Park three when Alan sees a Velociraptor on the plane and just like, what? I I I tried to I tried to also take note of like what he was wearing. He's just wearing like normal people clothes, like like he's seen him outside of the Kumite or something like that, like like at his favorite like eel restaurant that like fucking Forrest Whitaker and Guy Guy McGonaghan are at. He's just like 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 he's seen him out and about just catching some noodles in Hong Kong, and and he's just hanging out. Like you don't see Chong Lee out and about. He he lives in his own world. But this is what we like to do. We like to humanize the goons on, the, on, it, yeah. on the confused breakfast <laughs> yeah. podcast in fact we have a t-shirt you should probably look at by but think about i like to picture what is chong lee's home life like <laughs> think about him going home he's got a duffel bag with the stuff in it he's just wearing a t-shirt and a jeans and he's just like hey honey i'm home how was your day, hey, Chong? Uh, it was pretty good. I uh, killed a guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, you got another one, huh? Yeah, I did. Uh, everybody was chanting my name. and oh, that's, uh, that's great, sweetie. How's the cat? Oh, he was pretty good today. He ate his wet food. Oh, I mean, I love our cat. Well, good. Do you lose <laughs> any more teeth? <laughs> <laughs> like, Chong Lee lives somewhere. Like, where does he live? It's very true. What does he do yeah. for fun? I don't. We never see him outside the Kumite. Do you, think, do you think he likes ice cream? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I want to. I want to think. <laughs> Rocky that, Road, dude. I want to think that he's a pretty like to himself kind of bachelor. Like, like you say, he's got that duffel bag. He throws it, <laughs> throws it on the couch. And he's just like, oh, here I am back at the old, the old apartment, and it's just like there's not much going on. He's like, well, I wonder if there's a show or something maybe, I can go. Maybe see. he's just a big reader. Yeah, like, he, he just, throws <laughs> on Cheers and just has yeah, a good time. Like he he goes and gram, grabs an Amstel light or something for <laughs> the fridge. Like what the hell? He's an import kind of. Oh, guy. Yeah. Can't you see him too at the clubs, just just doing his fish shake to like, like <laughs> I can never find the right beat. Exactly, he's out there just jersey shoring it up, like fucking. Dude, I, I love. I don't know how the humanize the goons thing. I don't know if you started this. I no. think it was it, it, it's one of my favorite things to think about in movies like this I because know. you think about like, oh, it's Chong Lee's the scariest guy in the world, oh, but man. like. 
everybody he sleeps. He, sleeps. <laughs> he like puts like pants he takes on. a shit. Like think about <laughs> think about Chong Lee like having diarrhea or something like that. Like oh my god, he, he, having the flu. My tummy, my tummy hurts today. <laughs> <laughs> you know he sits there reading reading Kumite <laughs> Kumite Weekly <laughs> Kumite Weekly <laughs> on the toilet, and like he's just like you just hear him shuffling through the paper. He's Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Chung Lee uses kind of, public bathrooms. Yeah, he, he, he definitely <laughs> farts and kind of chuckles a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his own farts are funny. <laughs> like, I mean, you can go on for days. Like, Chong Lee goes to the supermarket and gets a cart with a bad yeah. wheel. Yeah. <laughs> and exactly. he's got to be like, God damn it. Should I out, take it back? Or turns out he's a vegetarian. I should have just gotten the basket anyway. I don't need that many things. <laughs> <laughs> there's it's normal day things Paper are happening. plastic jungle. I don't know. You know, who knows? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> he gets on the scale. Oh, man, I gained two pounds yesterday. You can muscle. You can go on for day. And I love that yeah, thought process. Fun. I don't know why that's so funny to me to think about <laughs> a guy like Chong Lee doing that. Here he is. Here he oh. is. That's cool. <laughs> I, I do like, I got to bring up though, like when they're, when they're at the doctor and, and they're, the doctor is, has the stethoscope, but he's doing it in the same spot, the same position on Ray Jackson's chest. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you guys need to not argue in here and get out of here. I need to listen to this same spot on this yeah. man's chest. I need for to listen to his hours. clavicle. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, let's end this movie here. So Dukes <laughs> is victorious in his semifinal match. In Chong Lee's semifinal match, he grabs his opponent's head and brutally snaps his neck, killing him to send a message to Dukes. The crowd falls silent, and the officials all stand to turn their backs to Chong Lee, bowing their heads in a moment of silence. Does not please Chong Lee. Dukes and Chong Lee step onto the platform for the final bout to determine the Kumite's champion. Dukes appears to be winning when Chong Lee cheats and throws powder into Dukes' eyes, temporarily blinding him. After struggling for a little while, Dukes clears his mind and appears to go into a meditative trance. He then takes control of the match and makes Chong Lee say, Mate. After visiting Jackson in the hospital, Dukes meets Helmer and Rollins at the airport to fly home. A hero. So Helmer and Rollins are military police. They are military, uh, supposedly. And I don't know if they don't have jurisdiction here. Obviously, they kind of do if they're trying sort to get of. one of their own. They literally watch a man mur get murdered. Yes. And do nothing. Nothing. And they're actually like kind of, they forget about it like everybody Because they're really into the fight. Yeah. Like, this is fun. Like, nothing. Fucking Forrest Whitaker just wants popcorn. And that guy yeah. will be fucking happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like... He's just like, he's the young guy, you know. And they really play that up way too much a in this lot. movie. It's like, he, he really overrides him a lot. Look, we're just trying to get, well, thank you for your time. Well, I'm going to move on. I'm the older guy, and he's the young buck who's trying to trying to get his goat. You, know? like, <laughs> you could have done that once, and we could have called it good for the whole you. movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, fuck. I was... Was the mat always a half pipe? <laughs> no. It, no, it, they turned it into a half pipe. They went from street to, <laughs> to vert. Street to vert. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, that's the championship. You know, yeah. you got you to switch it up. What? But, but what is even the point? Like, does that make it harder or something? Straight up went from street to vert, you fucking piece of shit. X Games Hong Kong. Yeah. You're like, on a streak right now, dude. Why do you get the jokes, the top joke of every episode? 
fuck? It's AJ's house, dude. Uh, God damn it. <laughs> Welcome oh. to my house. I think that's it, though. Like, I, Yeah, no, we do. can end the episode. That, yeah. Okay, no. So what would you guys think of modern no. day ratings? No. Like, they do. They, like, they like prop oh. that thing up like it's, like... <laughs> Yeah, it seems really it, impractical. It, it, it completely does. They're like, oh, let's change the terrain. Let's make it interesting oh, or something like that. But actually, I take my bet back. Now that we're going vert, I, I think Chong Lee's going to win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. I didn't know we were going yeah. vert on this fight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, vert changes everything. I mean, we've seen Frank Douche rules the streets, but I don't know about this one now. Yeah. So. All of all of Jean Claude's faces looks like he's euthanizing a puppy. <laughs> like he's oh. sad. But also, like, I need to do this, but also very intense. Like, I don't know how else to describe it other than, like, the scene in I Am Legend when uh, Will Smith is strangling his own Uh, dog, but he's he's got to. Like, he looks like he's sad that he's got to do this. Like, his his eyes are like, I don't know, I'm so sorry. But also, um, he's an ass kicker, you know? He, I, I know, I know this is a stretch, but he literally the noises that he makes and the faces that he makes reminds me of the baby from Honey I Blew Up the Baby, like at, at the fucking end of it. He's just like really sad about shit, and you're just like, okay, so John Claude is just a big baby. That's what it basically. <laughs> <is>. <laughs> It's like, I just don't understand why oh. every movie we watch, the longer they start fighting, the more noises they the start best, making. The best movie to do ADR on would be this movie. Could you well, imagine? By the way, apparently Chong, Chong Lee did not learn anything from his fight from Ray Jackson, because he's over there celebrating when he should be finishing the fight. Very Finish true. Finish the fight. Okay. And 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 even though he he ground up a tums and threw it in his eyes, <laughs> he, he he thinks he thinks he's just got the fucking ace in the hole, and that's that's wrong. How does it's, no one see this happen? Yeah, like he he he. He he tosses basically a physical fart dust into his eyes, <laughs> he did. and like that's what he does. Like he's like, ha, gotcha!" And like, dude, you can't like nobody saw this. No one. Th- there's a ref in the ring, like, and, and there's there's two hundred people in the room watching. Yeah, I guess anything goes. I mean, if you can fucking snap someone's neck right in front of everybody, <sighs> you're hey, there's a code. Point. Okay, you can kill someone, but you, you can't throw a powder uh, in yeah, their sorry, face. Yeah, yeah, can't throw a powder fart in their face like AJ. Specifically said, yeah, Paco, the guy that uh, he fought. Yeah. I think Paco was my favorite. Sagat. Yeah, I think he was my favorite, like non Jean Claude Van Damme fighter. Right, but his name was Paulo Tocha. It was a real life Muay Thai champion. Yeah, and he was like, he looked like it. He yeah. looked like he knew what he was doing. Oh, kind of a badass. Did. Yeah, I liked his little chin strap beard too. <laughs> it's pretty cool. There's he Jean Claude Van Damme doesn't kind of mess around with his martial arts and like his, his professionals. Cause even kickboxer, like his brother plays, it's like Silvio Alexandri uh, or something like that. Yeah. I think he's, he's like from here on out, he started adding everybody that yeah. actually knew what they were doing. Yeah. The guy in kickboxer, his brother in kickboxer is literally like the most renowned kickboxer yes. in the world. Mm. Yeah. I think he was just like, yeah, I want professional fighters in my movies now because of who he had to work with in this movie. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. He looked real legit. And then they just get in that kicking match. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty cool, Kicky wasn't it? Kicking match. Well, I, I read also that uh, his first fight, I think, with uh, Hussein, the guy that hit on... Uh, yeah, on Janice. The girl, uh, Janice. Uh, he actually knocked him out. 
whoa yeah when when like the the finishing hit like he actually knocked him out in, in real life like, like he, he came out like came out with like a roundhouse kick or something like that and Ooh, knocked him shit, knocked him dude. clean out sorry bro don't yeah. hit on janice done yeah. you messed up i do have to say this because you know there's been a lot of movies i've let it slide and in this one i'm going to tell you right now janice over here is just adding to the confusion and conundrum in john claude van damme's mind and it's just the girls, the, this lady just doesn't understand. Why are you doing it? You want to end up like him. You're causing, you're doing all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, I'm doing it for me. I started doing this for me. And just because I happened to meet you and we, we did the sex doesn't mean that I'm going to change my life right now in this moment. Just because Ray Jackson, who I also just met like 48 46 hours ago and we may have also had the sex <laughs> and, and now and just because these things are happening doesn't mean i'm gonna not be frank dukes okay? also you're a reporter yeah and obviously you you get the story no matter what right and you you got the story with you got with, it. with the businessman or whatever correct you know like I don't how can I trust you yeah bloody Jono dude she just she's just jumping in and, and throwing in her two cents and this is this is just a man trying to do his man stuff and well why did you want to be a reporter I don't know it felt like a good thing because my dad was a reporter well I'm just trying to be the best I can be I'm trying to avenge my fake grandpa's <laughs> I've got son. <laughs> You know, I don't even know. I, didn't I tell you this 15 minutes ago when I just stared at you? Yeah. I thought you caught this from the flashback. I'm trying to avenge my brother who died, who's not actually my brother, who's also the he's, his father, is my, but he's not my father. He's Do you like the Giants? Kind of like my father. You, Which Giants? Because <laughs> I like them, them both. Yeah. <laughs> All the Giants. Coast to coast, baby. Humanize the goons, baby. <laughs> Uh, and also, I mean, if we're if we're talking about Janice, like, what the fuck was this ending? Like, they he goes to the airport, he gets on the plane, but then she's like, "Hey, I'm here," yeah. and then they and then he's like, "Okay, so you get on the plane?" She's like, "Probably not. <laughs> I don't know. I'm probably just gonna stand over here." Yeah, I'm not gonna watch you get like court martialed and shit. Like, uh, I'm not into that. Like, what the fuck was that ending? Yeah. Did you oh. like? Was it in freeze frame? Did you like? It was the freeze total, frame? No, I did not like freeze frame. Uh, Only uh, for good freeze frame was uh, Karate Kid, and uh, we established another good freeze frame. Uh, Uncle too, Buck, we? Uncle yes. Buck, yes, yeah, the perfect. The only one. time they're gonna work. The fact that she did like the 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 palm. <laughs> when did they uh, teach? Yeah. When did they teach each other? Yeah. That? When did when? Did, why did she do that? Like this. She didn't earn that shit. Yeah, she didn't earn that, no. bro. She's putting it where she doesn't belong. You know, that doesn't. She didn't earn it. Damn, I Janus. think I think maybe he fisted her. And that's why she's doing that. <laughs> she's just like very fond of that move that he did. She's so. she's talking she's talking about when they yeah did the yeah did the sex. Mm -hmm. Okay, I would totally do the sad sad trombone, but we've determined I can't <laughs> I can't, can't do that do during that. a real episode. Okay, guys, not during a real episode. You want the sad trombone? You got to go to Patreon. You got to go to the Patreon, baby. Well, what do you say, boys? You got anything else? No. All right, we are going to end this. Here's what we do. We gave you our original ratings when we first saw it. Now we're going to give you our modern day critical eye ratings. So, AJ, I'm starting with you, buddy. You gave it and uh, you gave it an 8.4, dude. That's what you gave this. I gave this an 8.4 yeah. as a kid. Yeah. All right. Well, what do you give it now? So, I'm going to tell you that although, although like the impossible parts to watch in this movie are literally just that they're impossible to watch. Like it's so hard to watch some of the acting, 
to watch some of these like flashbacks, these awkward moments, like the editing is just not quite there. You're just like, I don't know why I'm still involved in this. Um, you get to those points that are classic Van Damme and, um, and it's kind of the, kind of the beginning of his, his movies and stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, you start to, I do still hold a respect for that. And I, I, Every time I see those moments that I get drawn drawn in by, like that I remember as a kid, um, you know, I really do enjoy it. So if I'm gonna if I'm gonna go in on this, uh, some of it's just unforgivable, but there's a mild redeeming factor. I'm gonna give it a four point four. Wow, that's a mistake. What about you, Sean? You gave it a six point five as a 6. young 5. child. It was a young child. Yeah, man. What's your I, modern day rating? And I thoughts? think this movie is so much fun, and it's it's on the level of like so bad that it's good, but it's not even like really that bad to me. I think it's real. I think the fight scenes are really competent, yeah. and all of the cheese factor just really adds to it. This it's it's legitimately just like I, the way that I think people will like Three Ninjas. I think this movie is for me too, where I'm just, I'm, I'm just like, I don't, I don't care. I don't care. I, it's, it's a, it's an 8.5 for me. Damn son. I just thought, Jesus, I, I, I didn't realize, fun, man. holy shit. I, I, I gave it a five and I, I do think I like it a little bit better, especially now that I'm looking at it from Chong Lee's like human perspective. I think that's a very fun thing to do, the humanize the goon <laughs> thing. But I also, the reason I won't give it a as good of a rating as Sean is because, like, I never know what... Jean-Claude made, like, eight of these movies. Mm -hmm. They're all the same story. Yes. And it's just like, I just don't even know which one I this like best. This mine, though. This is, yeah, this is yours. <laughs> I think mine's maybe Lionheart. Okay. You remember that one? Oh, like, yeah, that oh, was yeah. even... That's probably even worse of a movie. I started watching that after this yes. movie because I was like, dude, I remember fucking Lionheart. Real, that, yeah, yeah. Totally. And, and Kickboxer and all that stuff. So, yeah. because I, I don't feel like it's... Uh, it's a unique movie. I'm, I, I went up a little bit from a five. I'm, I'm a six. You know, yeah. I'll okay. watch it. I'll watch it. If Definitely. you have a party uh, projection screen in the yeah, backyard, well, I'll watch Bloodsport. Yeah. This is like I, I will, I will. I gave it a four point four. This is a buddy movie. Yeah, we've had friends over and watched this movie while we just took down beers. Yeah, yeah. like I'll put it on for sure. Don't you can get me talk wrong. during this movie. Oh, it's not yeah. a big deal. Yeah, and like we'll get into those fucking moments, but like that are just like, yeah, that's great, Chong Lee. But that's what it is. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah, it's, it's, never, it's never boring whatsoever, which is like so, so like it, the sin of like a movie that's ch as cheesy as this, the sin of uh, what it could do is be boring and it never was to me. And I'm just like, damn. Totally. Fuck yeah, dude. That's totally. fair. That's fair. Well, we're so happy to have you. We hope you're enjoying all the episodes. This, uh, when it was recorded middle of June 2021, uh, Bloodsport is free on Cinemax with a subscription. Otherwise, you got to purchase it somewhere. And continuing with the weekly content, tune in next Wednesday. We continue with the weekly movie reviews. This time, we tackle perhaps summer movie of all summer movies. The Sandlot. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I'm going to rip it apart. We're going to rip that oh, dumb yeah. movie it's apart. Fucking, it's oh, fucking man. structure is not yeah. even any structure whatsoever. It's so dumb. Start like to it. finish. Yeah. So yeah. shit. AJ, where can everybody find us on the way out here, bud? Guys, you can find us anywhere on uh, the uh, podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, Stitcher, all and everywhere in between. Make sure you are following along on social media. Facebook.com slash Confused Breakfast. Instagram is at Confused Breakfast. Twitter, Confused Be Fast. And of course, TikTok. Make sure you're following us on TikTok at Confused Breakfast. 
Uh, and make sure you guys get us on Patreon. Give us that Patreon, bro. Make sure you get us on Patreon. We've got all the cool things. And if you were if you were a part of it, if you would have been a part of it already, you would add first dibs on merch at a discount. Yep, but now it's all public, and you're oh, just going to have to buy it like everybody that's it. else. That's it. You, you're you're a normie, but don't be a normie in the beginning. And speaking okay, of humanizing the goons, we got a hell of a shirt. Fucking a. Fucking a, dude. Also, give us a voicemail three one nine eight zero four ninety five ninety six. Yeah, hey. Sean Pryor. Where can everybody find you, bro? Uh, Sean Pryor two three seven on Instagram and TikTok. Yeah, AJ. AJ Vens, A-J-A-Y-V-E-N-S, anywhere on social media. You can also go to confusedbreakfast.com. There's a little click there, a little link that'll show you some of our favorite stuff, our bands, our Instagrams, all that fun stuff. Oh, but cool. I, I do have a website I'd like to tell you about called uh, frankdukesisafuckingliar.com. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it's just I'm, it's, I'm passionate about it. Okay. Where where do all Fair. your links lead? Not 404. <laughs> no, no. I, my found. links I keep up on my social media. Okay. 404 page error not found. <laughs> so we'll check you guys next time. Thank you so much for joining us. Goodbye. Kumite. 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 Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.